Continuing our journey for reasons for the commandments in the Torah, Rav Hirsch draws our attention in the next mitzvah to tzitzitz. Basically, the four-cornered garment requires strings attached to it. But what I want to do in this opening is to really give a broad overview of the, the ideas that are sort of embedded in this mitzvah from a Persian standpoint, because I think it talks to something very contemporary, very post-enlightenment about Rav Hirsch's perspective, but at the same time, he draws upon earlier and more ancient sources. What I'm talking about is that at its very core, the point of wearing tzitzit is to remind you of that which you cannot see. Now, what, what cannot we see? We cannot see the idea of a creator. We cannot see the idea of a god. These things are not visible in our daily experience, they're not really visible to anybody. Religious experience is something that can be validated within a religious tradition, but it can't be validated objectively. It can't be validated by that which we consider the most authoritative in our way of life, which is the scientific method. Post the Enlightenment and since the scientific revolution, we look at things as being the most real if they can be tested in a lab. Now, moving to one side, the definition of truth and whether this is in fact the arbiter of truth and if there is something more fundamental that even the scientific perspective is relying on, moving that to one side, there is something very true. Both for us and for the ancients, you couldn't see God. You would assume God. You would use God as a postulate, a hypothesis, to explain the world, be it the ancient pagan world with the myriad of different forces battling, and you would assume that that was simply the gods, or a force behind each of the individual forces. You had the, the god of the rain, the god of the sun, but you never saw the god per se. And as time went on, these became more sophisticated as we understood more about the world. The notion of god changed from the realm of the natural phenomena to more arguments and logic following from the Greek tradition all the way to the medieval tradition, the scholastics, they would come up with arguments for the existence of God. But these are all based off the very simple fact that no one sees God. And in the line or the thinking of Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, along with thinkers that were before him, like Rabbi Yehuda Halevi and his Kuzari, their approach of identifying God in the world, or their a primal existence to our experience, they wouldn't use arguments in the here and now, they would use historical arguments. They would say, listen, we have a historical reason for believing in a god or accepting the experience of our ancestors, and thereby we will look at the world now through that lens. And it's not that Maimonides had a different approach, but this was the approach of Rabbi Yehuda HaLevi and Rav Hirsch, and they did this for different reasons. Rav Hirsch, post-Emmanuel Kant, looked at the idea of arguments the existence of God slightly differently, and the Kuzari had his reasons. But the reason I'm focusing on, on this is from Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch's point, perspective I suppose, he didn't think there was much value in arguments for the existence of God. He felt that there was a historical basis, and then through that historical lens, you would view reality. Now what does this have to do with Sitsits? Well, you don't see a historical experience. You don't but you can bring your mind back to the historical experience of your ancestors. You can draw your mind to a historical event that you are committed to have happened. And when you draw your mind back there, you then see the here and now through a different lens. Putting it another way, you don't see God in the world. You assume God and then you see purpose. And that way of looking at things 
Rav Hirsch says is exactly what tzitzitz are doing. You've got this thing attached to you that is visible. Tzitz comes from the word to blossom. At its very core, it is something that is blossoming out from what you're wearing to draw your mind to that which you cannot see. And it works itself out quite well. When it comes to garments, garments have a purpose. They keep us warm. But when man decides to wear clothes, we know there's a purpose behind it. When I see my jacket, I don't start getting all philosophical because I understand why I'm wearing a jacket. The strings that are attached to a four-cornered garment are completely useless. They don't do anything. Once again, it draws your mind to something else. It draws your mind to an explanation that isn't practical and utilitarian. It draws your mind to something else. And that, on the most basic level, are what sitsits are for Rav Hirsch. They are that thing that blossoms out, that draws your mind from the visible to the invisible and back again. The visible world that we experience. You draw your mind back to a historical experience of your ancestors. And then you perceive the world with the idea of God in mind. So, what does the Torah describe the purpose of this commandment? That you don't go after your heart and after your eyes. Rav Hirsch says, if we just perceive the world in the here and now, what will draw us? There are many legitimate reasons to be attracted to the physical world. It's what sustains us. And you run the risk of not only just pursuing that, but pursuing that which you think will give it to you. And this for Rav Hirsch is the, what we would call the road to idolatry. But what we have in the here and now are sitsits that draw our mind back in the here and now, to that which happened in the past, to draw us to that which we cannot see in the present, and then to live our lives with that lens in mind. So, so let's recap this idea. The purpose of sitsit, sitsits to blossom, is something is supposed to come to mind in the here and now, that which we cannot see. We need to draw into the now, to make it visible through our lenses and see God in the world, see God as an active part of our lives, because that's what motivates or draws us to living the life of the Torah. So kind of regardless whether you look at Rav Hirsch's identification with the source of our commitment to the Torah and God being historical, or you're inspired by something else, whatever it might be, it's not perceivable on the ground. It's not perceivable in the here and now. It's not something you can see in the present. You require your mind, you require to draw your mind back. And this point I'm going to end with, and next week we're going to delve in deeper to the actual specific components of the sitsits and how they give over this and other messages. Rav Hirsch sees it being very interested, interesting that we're not commanded to wear sitsits. It's sort of left to our own free will. It's left to us to decide whether we feel we need them. I mean, today, traditionally, people wear sitsits. Some people wear them exposed, some people wear them tucked in. But you're not obligated to wear sitsits. You're only obligated if you're wearing a four-cornered garment. And Rav Hirsch looks at this as perhaps being an indicator that when a person is in a point where they feel they need it, that's when they wear it. When they feel that they are seeing the world and seeing this sort of blank canvas, perhaps that's a time when they need the sitsits, where they need that drawing back to that which they cannot see to enlighten and vivify that which they can see. So, the beginning of the mitzvah of sitsits from the invisible to the visible, drawing that which we can't see into the present, with sitsits, the strings that serve no purpose, except to ask you, why are they there? And that draws your mind back. And this being left up to our own free will, whether we feel we need it or we don't need it, but it's a commandment that fits right in line with its very meaning. 
when I look at the world and I see I'm lacking that vibrancy that a religious individual should have when he sees the world, that is a time where I need to wear sitsits. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.